chapters 11 through 19 of the Apocryphal Book of Wisdom, Dewey Reams Version. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Chapter 11 She prospered their works in the hands of the Holy Prophet. They went through wildernesses that were not inhabited and in desert places they pitched their tents. They stood against their enemies, and revenged themselves of their adversaries. They were thirsty, and they called upon thee, and water was given them out of the high rock, and a refreshment of their thirst out of the hard stone. For by what things their enemies were punished, when their drink failed them, while the children of Israel abounded therewith and rejoiced? By the same things they in their need were benefited. For instead of a fountain of an ever-running river, thou gavest human blood to the unjust. And whilst they were diminished for a manifest reproof of their murdering the infants, thou gavest to thine abundant water unlooked for, showing by the thirst that was then how thou didst exalt thine, and didst kill their adversaries. For when they were tried and chastised with mercy, they knew how the wicked were judged with wrath and tormented. For thou didst admonish and try them as a father, but the others as a severe king thou didst examine and condemn. For whether absent or present, they were tormented alike. For a double affliction came upon them, and a groaning for the remembrance of things past, for when they heard that by their punishments the others were benefited, they remembered the Lord, wondering at the end of what was come to pass, for whom they scorned before, when he was thrown out at the time of his being wickedly exposed to perish, him they admired in the end, when they saw the event, their thirsting being unlike to that of the just. But for the foolish devices of their iniquity, because some being deceived worshipped dumb serpents and worthless beasts, thou didst send upon them a multitude of dumb beasts for vengeance, that they might know that by what things a man sinneth, by the same also he is tormented. For thy almighty hand, which made the world of matter without form, was not unable to send upon them a multitude of bears, or fierce lions, or unknown beasts of a new kind, full of rage, either breathing out a fiery vapor, or sending forth a stinking smoke, or shooting horrible sparks out of their eyes, whereof not only the hurt might be able to destroy them, but also the very sight might kill them through fear. Yea, and without these they might have been slain with one blast, persecuted by their own deeds, and scattered by the breath of thy power. But thou hast ordered all things in measure, and number, and weight. For great power always belong to thee alone, and who shall resist the strength of thy arm? For the whole world before thee is as the least grain of the balance, and as a drop of the morning dew that falleth down upon the earth. But thou hast mercy upon all, because thou canst do all things, and overlookest the sins of men for the sake of repentance. For thou lovest all things that are, and hatest none of the things which thou hast made. For thou didst not appoint or make anything hating it. And how could anything endure if thou wouldst not, or be preserved if not called by thee? But thou sparest all, 
because they are thine, O Lord, who lovest souls. End of chapter 11. Chapter 12. O oh, how good and sweet is thy spirit, O Lord, in all things! And therefore thou chastisest them that err, by little and little, and admonishest them, and speakest to them, concerning the things wherein they offend, that, leaving their wickedness, they may believe in thee, O Lord. For those ancient inhabitants of thy holy land, whom thou didst abhor, because they did works hateful to thee, by their sorceries and wicked sacrifices, and those merciless murderers of their own children, and eaters of men's bowels, and devourers of blood, from the midst of thy consecration, and those parents sacrificing with their own hands helpless souls. It was thy will to destroy by the hands of our parents, that the land which of all is most dear to thee might receive a worthy colony of the children of God. Yet even those thou sparest as men, and didst send wasps forerunners of thy host to destroy them by little and little, not that thou wast unable to bring the wicked under the just by war, or by cruel beasts, or with one rough word to destroy them at once. But, executing thy judgments by degrees, thou gavest them place of repentance, not being ignorant that they were a wicked generation, and their malice natural, and that their thought could never be changed. For it was a cursed seed from the beginning, neither didst thou for fear of any one, give pardon to their sins. For who shall say to thee, What hast thou done? Or who shall withstand thy judgment? Or who shall come before thee to be a revenger of wicked men? Or who shall accuse thee if the nations perish, which thou hast made? For there is no other God but thou, who hast care of all, that thou shouldest show that thou dost not give judgment unjustly. Neither shall king nor tyrant in thy sight inquire about them whom thou hast destroyed. For so much then, as thou art just, thou orderest all things justly, thinking it not agreeable to the power to condemn him who deserveth not to be punished. For thy power is the beginning of justice, and because thou art Lord of all, thou makest thyself gracious to all. For thou showest thy power, when men will not believe thee, to be absolute in power, and thou convincest the boldness of them that know thee not. But thou being master of power judgest with tranquillity, and with great favor disposest of us, for thy power is at hand when thou wilt. But thou hast taught thy people by such works that they must be just and humane, and hast made thy children to be of a good hope, because in judging thou givest place for repentance for sins. For if thou didst punish the enemies of thy servants, and that deserve to die, with so great deliberation, giving them time and place whereby they might be changed from their wickedness, with what circumspection hast thou judged thy own children, to whose parents thou hast sworn and made covenants of good promises? Therefore, whereas thou chastisest us, thou scourgest our enemies very many ways, to the end that when we judge, we may think on thy goodness, and when we are judged, we may hope for thy mercy. Wherefore thou hast also greatly tormented them, who in their life have lived foolishly and unjustly by the same things which they worshipped. For they went astray for a long time in the ways of error, 
holding those things for gods which are the most worthless among beasts, living after the manner of children without understanding. Therefore thou hast sent a judgment upon them, as senseless children, to mock them. But they that were not amended by mockeries and reprehensions experienced the worthy judgment of God foreseeing with indignation that they suffered by those very things which they took for gods when they were destroyed by the same they acknowledged him the true god whom in time past they denied that they knew for which cause the end also of their condemnation came upon them end of chapter twelve chapter thirteen but all men are vain in whom there is not the knowledge of god and who by these good things that are seen could not understand him that is, neither by attending to the works have acknowledged who was the workman, but have imagined either the fire, or the wind, or the swift air, or the circle of the stars, or the great water, or the sun and moon, to be the gods that rule the world, with whose beauty, if they, being delighted, took them to be gods, let them know how much the Lord of them is more beautiful than they for the first author of beauty made all those things. Or if they admired their power and their effects, let them understand by them that he that made them is mightier than they. For by the greatness of the beauty and of the creature, the creator of them may be seen, so as to be known thereby. But yet as to these they are less to be blamed, for they perhaps err, seeking God and desirous to find him, for being conversant among his works they search and they are persuaded that the things are good which are seen but then again they are not to be pardoned for if they were able to know so much as to make a judgment of the world how did they not more easily find out the lord thereof but unhappy are they and their hope is among the dead who have called gods the works of the hand of men gold and silver, the inventions of art, and the resemblances of beasts, or an unprofitable stone, the work of an ancient hand. Or, if an artist, a carpenter, hath cut down a tree, proper for his use in the wood, and skilfully taken off all the bark thereof, and with his art diligently formeth a vessel profitable for the common uses of life, and useth the chips of his work to dress his meat, and taking what was left thereof which is good for nothing being a crooked piece of wood and full of knots carveth it diligently when he hath nothing else to do and by the skill of his art fashioneth it and maketh it like the image of a man or the resemblance of some beast laying it over with vermilion and painting it red and covering every spot that is in it and maketh a convenient dwelling place for it and setting it in a wall, and fastening it with iron, providing for it, lest it should fall, knowing that it is unable to help itself, for it is an image, and hath need of help, and then maketh prayer to it, inquiring concerning his substance, and his children, or his marriage, and he is not ashamed to speak to that which hath no life, and for health he maketh supplication to the weak, and for life prayeth to that which is dead, and for help calleth upon that which is unprofitable. And for a good journey he petitioneth him that cannot walk. And for getting, and for working, and for the event of all things he asketh him that is unable to do anything. End of chapter 13
Chapter 14 Again, another designing to sail and beginning to make his voyage through the raging waves, calleth upon a piece of wood more frail than the wood that carrieth him? For this the desire of gain devised, and the workman built it by his skill. But thy providence, O father, governeth it, for thou hast made a way even in the sea, and a most sure path among the waves, showing that thou art able to save out of all things, yea, though a man went to sea without art, but that the works of thy wisdom might not be idle. Therefore men also trust their lives even to a little wood, and passing over the sea by ship are saved. And from the beginning also, when the proud giants perished, the hope of the world fleeing to a vessel, which was governed by thy hand, left to the world seed of generation. For blessed is the wood by which justice cometh. But the idol that is made by hands is cursed, and well it as he that made it, he because he made it, and because, being frail, it is called a god. But to God the wicked and his wickedness are hateful alike. For that which is made, together with him that made it, shall suffer torments. Therefore there shall be no respect had even to the idols of the Gentiles, because the creatures of God are turned to an abomination, and a temptation to the souls of men, and a snare to the feet of the unwise. For the beginning of fornication is the devising of idols, and the invention of them is the corruption of life. For neither were they from the beginning neither shall they be for ever. For by the vanity of men they came into the world, and therefore they shall be found to come shortly to an end. For a father being afflicted with bitter grief made to himself the image of his son, who was quickly taken away. And him who then had died as a man, he began now to worship as a god, and appointed him rites and sacrifices among his servants. Then in process of time, wicked custom prevailing, this error was kept as a law, and statues were worshipped by the commandment of tyrants. And those whom men could not honor in presence, because they dwelt far off, they brought their resemblance from afar, and made an express image of the king whom they had a mind to honor, that by this their diligence they might honor as present him that was absent. And to the worshipping of these, the singular diligence also of the artificer helped to set forward the ignorant. For he being willing to please him that employed him, labored with all his art to make the resemblance in the best manner. And the multitude of men, carried away by the beauty of the work, took him now for a god, that little before was but honored as a man. And this was the occasion of deceiving human life, for men serving either their affection or their kings gave the incommunicable name to stones and wood. And it was not enough for them to err about the knowledge of God. But whereas they lived in a great war of ignorance, they call so many and so great evils peace. For either they sacrifice their own children, or use hidden sacrifices, or keep watches full of madness, so that now they neither keep life nor marriage undefiled but one killeth another through envy, or grieveth him by adultery. And all things are mingled together, blood, murder, theft, and dissimulation, corruption, and unfaithfulness, tumults and perjury, disquieting of the good, forgetfulness of God, defiling of souls, 
changing of nature, disorder in marriage, and the irregularity of adultery and uncleanness. For the worship of abominable idols is the cause, and the beginning and end of all evil. For either they are mad when they are merry, or they prophesy lies, or they live unjustly, or easily forswear themselves. For whilst they trust in idols which are without life, though they swear amiss, they look not to be hurt. But for both these things they shall be justly punished, because they have thought not well of God, giving heed to idols, and have sworn unjustly in guile, despising justice. For it is not the power of them by whom they swear, but the just vengeance of sinners always punisheth the transgression of the unjust. End of chapter 14 Chapter 15 But thou, our God, art gracious and true, patient in ordering all things in mercy. For if we sin, we are thine, knowing thy greatness. And if we sin not, we know that we are counted with thee. For to know thee is perfect justice, and to know thy justice and thy power is the root of immortality. For the invention of mischievous men hath not deceived us, nor the shadow of a picture, a fruitless labor, a graven figure with diverse colors. The sight whereof enticeth the fool to lust after it, and he loveth the lifeless figure of a dead image. The lovers of evil things deserve to have no better things to trust in, both they that make them, and they that love them, and they that worship them. The potter also tempering soft earth with labor fashioneth every vessel for our service, and of the same clay he maketh both vessels that are for clean uses, and likewise such as serve to the contrary. But what is the use of these vessels? The potter is the judge. And of the same clay, by a vain labor, he maketh a god, he who a little before was made of earth himself, and a little after returneth to the same out of which he was taken, when his life, which was lent him, shall be called for again. But his care is not that he shall labor, nor that his life is short, but he striveth with the goldsmiths and silversmiths, and he endeavoreth to do like the workers in brass, and counteth it a glory to make vain things. For his heart is ashes, and his hope vain earth, and his life more base than clay. Forasmuch as he knew not his Maker, in him that inspired unto him the soul that worketh, and that breathed into him a living spirit, yea, and they have counted our life a pastime, and the business of life to be gain, and that we must be getting every way, even out of evil. For that man knoweth that he offendeth above all others, who of earthly matter maketh brittle vessels, and graven gods. But all the enemies of thy people that hold them in subjection are foolish, and unhappy, and proud beyond measure, for they have esteemed all the idols of the heathens for gods, which neither have the use of eyes to see, nor noses to draw breath, nor ears to hear, nor fingers of hands to handle, and as for their feet, they are slow to walk, for man made them, and he that borroweth his own breath fashioned them, for no man can make a god like to himself. For being mortal himself, he formeth a dead thing with his wicked hands, for he is better than they whom he worshippeth, because he indeed hath lived, though he were mortal, but they never. 
Moreover, they worship also the vilest creatures, but things without sense compared to these are worse than they. Yea, neither by sight can any man see good of these beasts, but they have fled from the praise of God and from his blessing. End of chapter 15. Chapter 16. For these things, and by the like things to these, they were worthily punished, and were destroyed by a multitude of beasts. Instead of which punishment, dealing well with thy people, thou gavest them their desire of delicious food, of a new taste, preparing for them quails for their meat, to the end that they, indeed desiring food, by means of those things that were shown and sent among them, might loathe even that which was necessary to satisfy their desire. But these, after suffering want for a short time, tasted a new meat, for it was requisite that inevitable destruction should come upon them that exercised tyranny, but to these it should only be shown how their enemies were destroyed. For when the fierce rage of beasts came upon these, they were destroyed by the bitings of crooked serpents. But thy wrath endured not for ever, but they were troubled for a short time for their correction, having a sign of salvation, to put them in remembrance of the commandment of thy law. For he that turned to it was not healed by that which he saw, but by thee, the Saviour of all. And in this thou didst show to our enemies that thou art he who deliverest from all evil. For the bitings of locusts and of flies killed them, and there was found no remedy for their life, because they were worthy to be destroyed by such things. But not even the teeth of venomous serpents overcame thy children, for thy mercy came and healed them. For they were examined for the remembrance of thy words, and were quickly healed, lest, falling into deep forgetfulness, they might not be able to use thy help. For it was neither herb nor mollifying plaster that healed them, but thy word, O Lord, which healeth all things. For it is thou, O Lord, that hast power of life and death, and leadest down to the gates of death, and bringest back again. A man indeed killeth through malice, and when the spirit is gone forth, it shall not return, neither shall he call back the soul that is received. But it is impossible to escape thy hand, for the wicked that denied to know thee were scourged by the strength of thy arm, being persecuted by strange waters, and hail, and rain, and consumed by fire, and which was wonderful, in water which extinguisheth all things, the fire had more force, for the world fighteth for the just. For at one time the fire was mitigated, that the beasts which were sent against the wicked might not be burnt, but that they might see and perceive that they were persecuted by the judgment of God. And at another time the fire, above its own power, burnt in the midst of water, to destroy the fruits of a wicked land instead of which things thou didst feed thy people with the food of angels, and gavest them bread from heaven, prepared without labor, having in it all that is delicious, and the sweetness of every taste. For thy sustenance showed thy sweetness to thy children, and serving every man's will, it was turned to what every man liked. But snow and ice endured the force of fire, and melted not that they might know that the fire, burning in the hail, and flashing in the rain, destroyed the fruits of the enemies. But this same again, that the just might be nourished, did even forget its own strength. For the creature serving thee, the Creator, 
is made fierce against the unjust for their punishment, and abateth its strength for the benefit of them that trust in thee. Therefore, even then it was transformed into all things, and was obedient to thy grace, that nourisheth all according to the will of them that desired it of thee, that thy children, O Lord, whom thou lovest, might know that it is not the growing of fruits that nourisheth men, but thy word preserveth them that believe in thee. For that which could not be destroyed by fire, being warmed with a little sunbeam, presently melted away, that it might be known to all that we ought to prevent the sun to bless thee, and adore thee at the dawning of the light. For the hope of the unthankful shall melt away as the winter's ice, and shall run off as unprofitable water. End of chapter 16. Chapter 17. For thy judgments, O Lord, are great, and thy words cannot be expressed. Therefore, undisciplined souls have erred. For while the wicked thought to be able to have dominion over the holy nation, they themselves being fettered with the bonds of darkness, and a long night, shut up in their houses, lay their exiles from the eternal providence. And while they thought to lie hid in their obscure sins, they were scattered under a dark veil of forgetfulness, being horribly afraid and troubled with exceeding great astonishment. For neither did the den that held them keep them from fear, for noises coming down troubled them, and sad visions appearing to them affrighted them, and no power of fire could give them light, neither could the bright flames of the stars enlighten that horrible night. But there appeared to them a sudden fire, very dreadful, and being struck with the fear of that face which was not seen, they thought the things which they saw to be worse, and the delusions of their magic art were put down, and their boasting of wisdom was reproachfully rebuked. For they who promised to drive away fears and troubles from a sick soul were sick themselves of a fear worthy to be laughed at. For though no terrible thing disturbed them, yet, being scared with the passing by of beasts and hissing of serpents, they died for fear and denying that they saw the air, which could by no means be avoided. For whereas wickedness is fearful, it beareth witness of its condemnation. For a troubled conscience always forecasteth grievous things. For fear is nothing else but a yielding up of the succours from thought. And while there is less expectation from within, the greater doth it count the ignorance of that cause which bringeth the torment. But they that during that night, in which nothing could be done, and which came upon them from the lowest and deepest hell, slept the same sleep, were sometimes molested with the fear of monsters, sometimes fainted away, their soul failing them, for a sudden and unlooked-for fear was come upon them. Moreover, if any of them had fallen down, he was kept shut up in prison without irons. For if any one were a husbandman, or a shepherd, or a laborer in the field, and was suddenly overtaken, he endured a necessity from which he could not fly. For they were all bound together with one chain of darkness, whether it were a whistling wind, or the melodious voice of birds, among the spreading branches of trees, or a fall of water running down with violence, or the mighty noise of stones tumbling down, or the running that could not be seen of beasts playing together, or the roaring voice of wild beasts, or a rebounding echo from the highest mountains, 
these things made them to swoon for fear. For the whole world was enlightened with a clear light, and none were hindered in their labours. But over them only was spread a heavy night, an image of that darkness which was to come upon them. But they were to themselves more grievous than the darkness. End of chapter 17 Chapter 18 But thy saints had a very great light, and they heard their voice indeed, but did not see their shape, and because they also did not suffer the same things, they glorified thee, and they that before had been wronged gave thanks, because they were not hurt now, and asked this gift that there might be a difference. Therefore they received a burning pillar of fire for a guide of the way, which they knew not, and thou gavest them a harmless son of a good entertainment. The others indeed were worthy to be deprived of light and imprisoned in darkness, who kept thy children shut up, by whom the pure light of the law was to be given to the world. And whereas they thought to kill the babes of the just, one child being cast forth and saved to reprove them, thou tookest away a multitude of their children and destroyest them altogether in a mighty water. For that night was known before by our fathers, that assuredly knowing what oaths they had trusted to, they might be of better courage. So thy people received the salvation of the just and destruction of the unjust. For as thou didst punish the adversaries, so thou didst also encourage and glorify us. For the just children of good men were offering sacrifice secretly, and they unanimously ordered a law of justice, that the just should receive both good and evil alike, singing now the praises of the fathers. But on the other side there sounded an ill, according cry of the enemies, and a lamentable mourning was heard for the children that were bewailed. And the servants suffered the same punishment as the master, and a common man suffered in like manner as the king. So all alike had innumerable dead with one kind of death. Neither were the living sufficient to bury them, for in one moment the noblest offspring of them was destroyed. For whereas they would not believe anything before by reason of the enchantments, then first upon the destruction of the firstborn they acknowledged the people to be of God. For while all things were in quiet silence, and the night was in the midst of her course, thy almighty word leaped down from heaven from thy royal throne as a fierce conqueror into the midst of the land of destruction with a sharp sword carrying thy unfeigned commandment and he stood and filled all things with death and standing on the earth reached even to heaven then suddenly visions of evil dreams troubled them and fears unlooked for came upon them and one thrown here another there half dead showed the cause of his death for the visions that troubled them foreshowed these things lest they should perish and not know why they suffered these evils. But the just also were afterwards touched by an assault of death, and there was a disturbance of the multitude in the wilderness. But thy wrath did not long continue, for a blameless man made haste to pray for the people, bringing forth the shield of his ministry, prayer and by incense, making supplication, withstood the wrath, and put an end to the calamity, showing that he was thy servant. And he overcame the disturbance, not by strength of body, nor with force of arms, but with a word. 
he subdued him that punished them, alleging the oath and covenant made with the fathers. For when they were now fallen down dead by heaps one upon another, he stood between, and stayed the assault, and cut off the way to the living. For in the priestly robe which he wore was the whole world, and in the four rows of the stones the glory of the fathers was graven, and thy majesty was written upon the diadem of his head. And to these the destroyer gave place, and was afraid of them, for the proof only of wrath was enough. End of chapter 18 Chapter 19 But as to the wicked, even to the end there came upon them wrath without mercy. For he knew before also what they would do. For when they had given them leave to depart, and had sent them away with great care, they repented and pursued after them. For whilst they were yet mourning and lamenting at the graves of the dead, they took up another foolish device, and pursued them as fugitives whom they had pressed to be gone. For necessity, of which they were worthy, brought them to this end, and they lost the remembrance of those things which had happened, that their punishment might fill up what was wanting to their torments, and that thy people might wonderfully pass through, but they might find a new death. For every creature according to its kind was fashioned again, as from the beginning, obeying thy commandments, that thy children might be kept without hurt. For a cloud overshadowed their camps, and where water was before, dry land appeared, and in the Red Sea, away without hindrance, and out of the great deep, a springing field, through which all the nation passed, which was protected with thy hand, seeing thy miracles and wonders, for they fed on their food like horses, and they skipped like lambs, praising thee, O Lord, who hadst delivered them. For they were yet mindful of those things which had been done in the time of their sojourning, how the ground brought forth flies instead of cattle, and how the river cast up a multitude of frogs instead of fishes. And at length they saw a new generation of birds, when being led by their appetite, they asked for delicate meats. For to satisfy their desire, the quail came up to them from the sea, and punishments came upon the sinners, not without foregoing signs by the force of thunders. For they suffered justly according to their own wickedness. For they exercised a more detestable inhospitality than any. Others indeed received not strangers unknown to them, but these brought their guests into bondage that had deserved well of them. And not only so, but in another respect also they were worse, for the others against their will received the strangers. But these grievously afflicted them whom they had received with joy, and who lived under the same laws. But they were struck with blindness, as those others were at the doors of the just man, when they were covered with sudden darkness, and every one sought the passage of his own door. For while the elements are changed in themselves, as in an instrument, the sound of the quality is changed. Yet all keep their sound, which may clearly be perceived by the very sight. For the things of the land were turned in things of the water, and the things that before swam in the water passed upon the land. The fire had power in water above its own virtue, and the water forgot its quenching nature. On the other side, 
the flames wasted not the flesh of corruptible animals walking therein, neither did they melt that good food, which was apt to melt as ice. For in all things thou didst magnify thy people, O Lord, and didst honour them, and didst not despise them, but didst assist them at all times and in every place. End of chapter 19 And also the end of Wisdom 2.0